Hello, everyone. First of all, I'd love to thank you for tuning in to the Integrative Thoughts podcast. I am your host, Matt Kaufman. And through this platform, I plan on seeking out guests that interest me, that I am curious about, and overall just living a more meaningful, purposeful life in hopes that you as listeners and I myself can grasp onto a little bit of their knowledge and integrate that into our daily lives. If you are a longtime listener to the Integrative Thoughts podcast, you know how often I stress the importance of detoxification. I believe that heavy metals such as mercury and aluminum, along with environmental pollutants like mold, plastics, and pesticides, are at the root cause of every dysfunction and chronic illness in the modern era. That's why I recommend ZeoCharge. ZeoCharge is 100% natural zeolite that does not contain any fillers, binders, or additives. ZeoCharge has not been shown to bind to any of your beneficial minerals or other nutrients. I take two tablespoons of ZeoCharge with filtered water every single day about an hour after breakfast. It is my go-to for detoxification support that I believe can assist any and every healing protocol on the market. If you would like to try out ZeoCharge, go to the link in my show notes and use code ITP for 10% off your entire order. So listen, I've been experimenting with different types of minerals, especially magnesium, for the past five to six years. But I could never really find a product that I could feel the benefits that magnesium claimed to give. Magnesium is one of the most important minerals for all of human health. It participates in over 600 different biochemical reactions in the body, yet over 80% of the population is deficient. Magnesium deficiency can increase risk for all disease and greatly decrease optimal performance. That's why I like Bioptimizers. They use all seven forms of magnesium in a highly bioavailable form in their product Magnesium Breakthrough. Magnesium helps with stress, anxiety, sleep, immune function, detoxification, and so much more. If you want to try out this product, head over to Buy Optimizers and use code INTEGRATIVETHOUGHTS10 to receive a 10% discount on their amazing product, Mag Breakthrough. Today's show is also brought to you by Valence Nutraceuticals. Yes, this is the supplement company that I started with a few partners. Absolutely having an amazing time with it. Can't wait to bring some of the most superior mineral and vitamin supplements on the market to you. One product that I want to highlight today is Zinc Matrix Pro. Now, this is a zinc blend with five of our favorite forms in there. We have zinc carnosine in there, zinc orotate, zinc methionine sulfate, zinc picolinate, and also zinc glycinate. Now, this is going to have superior bioavailability and works systemically throughout the body. When we're reading hair tissue mineral analysis charts, one of the most common deficiencies that we see, or maybe the most common, is a zinc deficiency. People need so much zinc in order to detoxify nowadays and to balance out the body. So if you want to try out our Zinc Matrix Pro or any of our other products over at Valence Nutraceuticals, click the link in the show notes and use code ITP20 and that'll get you 20% off your first order. Now, if you're a longtime listener of the show, you know that I have struggled with mold toxicity, heavy metal toxicity, chronic infections such as Lyme disease, Epstein-Barr, and even Babesia. After spending about $100,000 on functional labs, protocols, fringe supplements, coffee enemas, and even biohacking devices, I finally found mineral balancing. 
This has been the most effective protocol that I have found to address chronic issues. This is a specific program using hair tissue mineral analysis in order to reverse engineer the entire mineral system all at once and detoxify the body of hidden infections, mold, and heavy metals. If you would like to schedule a consultation with me to design you a program, I have officially opened my books to take on mineral balancing clients. Click the link in the show notes under work with me to find out more. Today's guest is Luke Pryor. He is one of the OGs within the mineral balancing space. He's been a practitioner for over a decade. He also has an amazing YouTube channel called Life Labs HTMA, which I've watched tons of those videos while I was beginning my mineral balancing protocol in the earlier months. Lots of good education on there about copper toxicity, metals. They go through charts. I mean, very educational if you're on a program or if you're iffy or maybe you want to start a program and just want to learn more. In today's episode, we want to talk about emotional release and trauma. Now, we know from my episode with Susan Cachet that these are molecules of emotion. So these heavy metals and parasites, hidden chronic infections, and emotions are all connected. And as we begin to reverse engineer the mineral system and balance out the body, you may not just feel physical symptoms, but also some type of emotional release or some kind of trauma that's been stored within the cells. And you'll have to work through that. And some people find that to be the most difficult part of the protocol. They would rather their deal with the headaches and the sleep disturbances instead of going through that emotional release. But that's part of the program and that's how you heal and how you get through those barriers. So if you're interested in the emotional aspect of how mineral balancing will help, this is the show for you. Luke, welcome to the show. What's up, brother? Hey, how's it going? Good, man. Um, had a fun time on your podcast, your YouTube channel. Um, so I figured I'd invite you on. You've been one of the uh, I believe Clark told me a lot of people listening probably have heard the show with Clark um, that he, you were like one of his first practitioners. So you've been in the mineral balancing space for quite a while, right? Yeah, I've been a practitioner for like ten years now. Yeah, yeah that's that's awesome. Ten years. How did you uh, get introduced to mineral balancing? Were you having some specific issues you were trying to deal with, or what kind of led you down the path? Um, when I first started mineral balancing, I was, uh, I was working at a health club at the time. So it was like a little gym and they had a sauna. And, uh, at the time I was being pretty hard on my body. I was like abusing pre-workouts, just working out all the time. C4? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I liked the, um, no explode. Oh yeah. Yeah. I had that before too. <laughs> yeah. The, the original no explode was like, there's definitely like stuff that's illegal now that was in that stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. They're probably like they're whatever was in it. It's probably similar to amphetamines for sure. <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth. I was about to say something along the lines of like amphetamine, Adderall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, I was just abusing my body, and then I started to get brain fog, and um, I noticed that I started using the sauna at the the club that I worked at and I noticed the only time that I really had relief from the brain fog was when um, I would use the sauna and then I, it would clear while I was in the sauna then for like an hour or two afterwards like I would that was like my most clear time from the brain fog and um, so I started researching sauna therapy I was still on the internet doing my google searches or whatever and then I came across Dr. Wilson's website talking about sauna therapy and so I just kind of, uh, you know, I went down the rabbit hole, Dr. Wilson's website. Um, I don't know. I think I emailed 
I don't know. I didn't email him first, I don't think. I just found a practitioner. Um, it was a lady that I forget, I don't even remember her name. She lived in um, near Portland, I think, somewhere in Oregon or Washington. It was Washington. I think she lived in Portland. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if she, I don't think she's a practitioner anymore. I think she stopped being a practitioner several years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she has a large family. I think her most of her job is just being a mother. She's got like four yeah. kids. Um, but she was my first practitioner. And then, um, within a year, I actually became a practitioner myself. Um, just cause I wanted to, you know, learn as quickly as I could. Um, at the time, Dr. Wilson actually was hesitant to, uh, make me a practitioner that early, but I passed the test or whatever. So I was like, you know, I'm a pretty good <laughs> test taker. Pretty, uh, <laughs> you know. I'm like one of those I'm like one of those kids that like wouldn't study or like do homework to like the very last second, but I always was able to like a B on the test, you know. Yeah, I was in the same boat. Um kind of passed I feel like I went through Susan's course relatively quickly, especially for all of the detoxing and stuff that I was doing. So I'm I'm in the same boat with you there. Yeah, and as you've you realized, like as far as just setting up a program, like it's it, it's pretty it's pretty easy to learn, right? You know, like, NAK is above this, you give zinc. NAK is below 2.5, you give limb come in. Like, setting up a, a program is, is pretty straightforward. You can learn it in a couple of days. Like, the harder part is just, like, running a business and, like, dealing with people and, like, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, the the more tedious kind of things. As far as just understanding, like, uh, or you, it's even also more difficult to, like, actually understand, like, the actual science of, like, why it's working mm-hmm. and stuff. And, like, the biochemical sort of aspect of it. But as far as you've realized, I'm sure as far as just like setting up a program, it's quite straightforward. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a little bit more uh, difficult. The program part is definitely probably the easiest part, especially if anyone's uh, takes Susan's course. She has a lot of these like packets you print off with all the notes and the charts. And so it's like very straightforward if you take Susan's course, like on how to read all the patterns and charts. So it's very, actually she, she breaks it down a lot easier than if I didn't have those notes, but yeah, the protocol is definitely easy. It's going to be the client management in between and the emails and the scheduling and everything else. That's a little bit more difficult and that's what people are really paying for. Yeah. And as you get more used to it, um, the, one of the easiest ways, especially initially, like when you first look at a test, is just to look at it visually. You know what I mean? Rather than like look at all the, the ratios and stuff, you can just see visually if it's like, you know, if it's like this, they're in slow oxidation. If it's like this, they're in fast oxidation. You yeah. know, if it's all low, like if they're in four lows, you know, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, that's like the first thing I do is I just look at it visually. Like, yeah, are they in four sure. lows? Are they like, you know, are they in fast or slow? Or is it close to in the middle? Like... Yeah, there's something to yeah, be said about looking at it visually too. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm gonna. I went through the whole uh, program like old school. Didn't use uh, Lewis's app or anything. I just yeah, you got to do that. I want to learn it all. Just yeah. you know, on, <laughs> yeah. on the front end, and then oh, after I read maybe a hundred of them, and then I can I kind of know what's going on just by looking at it real yeah. quick. Then I'll use the app as you know, kind of as a crutch. Right, right. So yeah, I've been a practitioner for about ten years. Um, so I, I've helped several people uh, go through traumas. Uh, you know, trauma is one of the most uh, important aspects of healing. You know, a lot of people overlook it, right? And so sometimes, you know, especially with like a mineral bouncing program, we can get a little too caught up in like uh, like the minerals. I'm not saying those aren't important or anything like that, but, um, you know, it's a holistic program. Everything affects everything. That's true of human beings. 
we're also spiritual beings, right? And these uh, these traumas uh, affect us, even little traumas, you know. Um, everyone is, and you have to realize that modern society itself is a form of trauma too. Like we have, um, you know, there's traumas that we encounter all the time, just from from daily life, you know. Um, so now, do you think? Um... You know, I know that there's a lot of correlation with the program and detoxification and, you know, kind of, you know, Sujin called them the molecules of emotion. And I listened to that book about like parasites and toxins and emotions being kind of stored together, like at a cellular level. Do you, what, what, do, what do you think comes first there? You Like the trauma or the toxin? Because, you know, I, I kind of go back and forth with this physical body and emotional body healing. And I've done lots of both through psychedelics and yoga. And then obviously this program mm-hmm. and detoxification. And it's like, but if you look at things like the ACE score, I'm not sure if you've ever taken like an ACE quiz. It's like a mm-hmm. quiz about around, around trauma. And there's a direct correlation with like having a high ACE score and having basically like a chronic illness. So it makes me think that potentially the, you know, nowadays I do know that we're kind of born toxic even more than ever before. But also I think that there's potentially got to be a point where if you do experience specific traumas that in childhood, it may shut down like your detox pathways or your cellular function to a point where you do build up the toxins even at a more rapid rate. Cause I don't know other ways to explain the chronic illness link with like the high A scores and the trauma. So what do you think comes first, you know, like the trauma or the toxin? Well, I don't think there's a right answer to that. I mean, the first answer is both. Right. And it's okay to say that. Right. Um, <laughs> You know, the world is duality, okay? And so a lot of people try to get away from that duality, but the truth is that it's both. That's just the truth that we have to accept, right? Um, If I were to pick one to focus on, I would say it's easier to focus on the biochemical approach just because you can approach it in a more systematic way, right? It's easier when when you have a hair mineral analysis and you're able to administer certain vitamins and minerals and you can take a systematic approach, to kind of move the body backwards, okay, and and then go back to a biochemical state that the body was in when it experienced the trauma. I think that's a, a more kind of scientific, more methodical kind of approach that's best for most people. Now, what you were talking about with psychedelics and things like that, and different maybe meditations, those are all those are all great, but they're not as systematic and they're harder to control, and you're not going to get as consistent results. Um, with your clients. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that through personal experience as well, just a lot of psychedelics and they wouldn't get to the, you know, the root cause of my brain fog and my, you know, mm-hmm. like just lower, lower mood and, you know, lingering depression, even though I didn't really have much to be depressed about, you know, just all the things mm-hmm. that this program has been helping with um, over time. And it's just kind of wild. So I, you know, there's, I don't, I'm totally for psychedelics, but I do think that the uh, biochemistry mm-hmm. probably matters more. And then you can even get more out of your psychedelic experiences if you want right. to uh, partake in that. Yeah. Right. And, um, yeah. So yeah, going back in that methodical approach, I think is uh, better in most cases for sure. Um, and because, and just making yourself healthier, you have to realize that a healthier person will always be able to process traumas better. Okay. You can think of like a child, right? What happens when a child, uh, like it's like something happens to a child, usually they cry, right? And it's like a cathartic sort of instantaneous sort of event where they 
express their emotions, and then they get over the trauma quickly because they're they're their children they're healthier, right? Whereas if you're a more burnt out adult, um, you you don't have as much energy to deal with that trauma, and you're going to bury it more. You know what I mean? So making a healthier person is always going to help uh, alleviate trauma. You know, it's always going to help a person process traumas. That's why some people, uh, you know, that have similar life experiences um, earlier in life, some people just deal with it a lot better, even though they experience the same trauma, they get over it, right? You know, it's because in a lot of cases, it's just that they're healthier and they're able to move past it easier. They have more energy. You know, energy isn't just used for detox. It's also used for, um, to, you know, your emotions, right? You have to have energy to express yourself. You have to have, and you have to have energy to process traumas. And so moving the body in a healthier direction is always going to help, you know, trauma release. Yeah. I, to be honest, I, I think about that quite often when I was at a lower level of energy and was trying to deal with Lyme and everything. I didn't really have much emotional capacity for anything. You know, I, I like I wouldn't get mad at things that would take up energy and I should be mad at like valid things I should be mad or angry about. I just would be like kind of blank. And then like I wouldn't be sad when I was supposed to be sad over things and mm-hmm. i just didn't care about things like yeah i just only had enough energy to you know cook right. some food and just be alive that was like all my eyes had the bare necessities and the more i work through a lot of that detox and balance out then i have more like capacity for you know love and affection and you know whatever anger sadness whatever it may be yeah that's 100 percent true right you need energy to, mm-hmm. to have those sort of emotions you know and be able to express yourself and all that, all those, that's all related, you know, to how much, uh, to your state of your health. Yeah, you that know? makes sense with, um, so for you on the program, um, did you, uh, detox a lot and, you know, experience any of these kind of trauma releases personally? Um, for me personally, I don't, I've never been one to carry trauma as much. So I can't say that I've had a lot of, uh, like big trauma releases, um, a big one that I noticed with like a lot of people in, in general is like, you got to forgive your parents. Mm-hmm. You know, that's probably, I would say probably that's the biggest one, right? Cause the, our parents are the biggest energetic factors in our early life. And so forgiving your parents, um, is a must. It's an absolute yeah. must. I would say forgiving want- my father was a little bit, a little bit of a release. It wasn't like a super intense one or anything like that. Like some people experience, but I would say forgiving you know, forgiving my parents was one for sure. Um, and it's something most people have to go through. Um, it's, it's especially true of the opposite sex, right? So men bond more energetically to their mothers. And then um, it's the opposite, you know, women bond more to their fathers. You know, that's why they always say it's like, you know, daddy's little girl or it's, you know, you're mm-hmm. a mom boy, right? Um, so I would say even more so it's even more important to forgive uh you know, the opposite, your the opposite sex, your parent. Um, that makes yeah, sense, especially if you have trauma from that, like, you know, like if you have trauma, like as a man, if you have trauma with your mother, it usually mm-hmm. also leaks out into relationships as you get older because you kind of energetically attract that or you're, you're somehow some way that's, or that's just the cycles that you've seen growing up. If it was bad, you know, if you had a normal loving household, maybe not so much, but if you've seen a lot of crazy stuff when you were younger or you didn't have a father, didn't have a mother, you can carry a lot of that into your relationships when you're older. I know, I know I did for sure. Yeah. The biggest one with men is they get coddled by their mother. Um, the reason for this is, you know, a lot of 
mothers aren't emotionally very healthy. A lot of them are angry at men. So they're, they're secretly angry at their sons because they're angry at men because they're angry at their husband, you know, and they're angry at a, at a more masculine world that doesn't treat them right. Um, so they can take that energetically on their son and secretly, you know, they, a lot of them hate their husbands. And so that kind of oozes out energetically into the, into the sun. Um, and also just over coddling, um, a lot. That's true with a lot of, uh, you know, mother son relationships. And then what happens is that when the, the son gets over coddled, he never truly leaves the womb. He wants to always return back to the womb where it's safe and warm. And, but the man has to go out to the world and make it for himself, you know, and face the world, which is a more masculine thing that, um, a woman can't understand in the same way. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It's just not even a feminine trait, really. We, we turn feminine into that nowadays because we want them to pay taxes and things of the nature. But, uh, true feminine mm-hmm. nature, I think is more stay at home, cook, clean, you know, nowadays I know people do have to provide for the family. And so it's a little bit different, but, um, that's mm-hmm. the true feminine nature in my opinion. So they can't, they'll never truly understand how a man, you know, is supposed to, supposed to work and go out and try to conquer and defeat and whatever that looks like for you in the world. Definitely. Yeah. And especially if the father, like in modern society, the father's out of the house a lot, the son can get overexposed to that feminine energy and mm. not be able to, and then they never go out into the world in the way that they're supposed to. They always want to return back to the womb, which is death for a man, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I had no father uh, and no, no male role models, uh, basically uh-huh. just a couple stepdads. They weren't that great. You know, my mom didn't have the best mm-hmm. choice in men. And so for me, I had never really seen a good relationship. So my relationships sucked. I kind of always relied on my mom to, you know, pay bills and do things. Cause she was just always like over kind of what you're saying, just overexerted. She'd buy, go get me stuff from the store, do this. And I'd rely on it. And I had to wake up to it as I got older. And like, if I just let this go on forever, then I'll just be like a little kid forever. Basically like I'll never mature. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, um, yeah, you got to forgive your parents. It's a huge part of healing. You know, one thing that I've noticed with a lot of people is if you don't forgive your parents, you become them. Mm. Uh, I've noticed that with lots of people. Uh, and as you wake up, you might notice with like your friends and family too. If like people don't forgive their parents, they end up becoming them. It's because they hold on to it, right? If, if you're mad at your, if your dad or whatever, you hold on to that energy, then you become that energy because you're holding on to it. Do you think if people, um, you know, start the program and they haven't forgiven maybe loved ones or parents, whoever it may be that raised them um, in the beginning, do you think as they balance out, they tend to become a little bit more um, just receptive to the way they were raised or just naturally begin to like ebb and flow with their parents, even though like in the beginning they may have had a lot of resentment for the way they were raised? But over time, as they balance out, is it easier to, to forgive, do you think, as you balance out? Yeah, for sure. Just because, you know, partially you have more energy. And so you don't have to – you have more energy to, you know, be happy, right? And feel good mm-hmm. thoughts and feelings and live your own life and stuff. And so you're not as tied to your past in general. Um, but usually, like, healing like that usually comes in stages. So the, usually, like, if you're unaware of the trauma, especially, the first stage is just you notice it. So all of a sudden <clears> – <throat> So most people, you know, people aren't usually aware of their traumas. You know, we most people with traumas are just in a in a sort of sort of um, apathetic state, 
um, especially like a modern society where we're just consuming media and everything. We go to our nine to five job. Every, we're just in a sort of, in a, in a con, like a, most people are in a fog, right? So usually the first stage is you notice it. So let's say you need to forgive your parents. And then also the first stage is you notice your parents treated you that way and that your parents are a certain way. Okay, so that's like the first stage. And then that usually associated with more of a um, outgoing response like anger. Like, oh, my parents are actually fucked up. That's, you know, that's, they messed me up. Like, how dare they? Like, so the first stage is usually anger, right? And then uh, the next stage of healing is like, is, um, and you know, you can move through it with certain techniques, like on the program and stuff like that, especially like the pulling down exercise. And we'll talk about that a little later. But um, then you, it would go from anger and then you would move into, you know, trying to move past that um into more like uh just acceptance right it could yeah, also be I, I, yeah i would imagine I, I think i see it a little bit i've kind of noticed it more i think than my wife has is being a little bit more accepting of her parents and stuff over time mm-hmm. it's been you know and they were relatively pretty good parents but then you always as you, as you do a lot of, if you do a lot of work around you know yoga and psychedelics and meditation and you know a lot of things you start to just expand that you, you start to realize really they didn't even have the tools that we have like i can yeah. sit around and listen to parenting podcasts and read a thousand parenting books all day and and learn a different way but when you were born in the 80s or 1990 the internet wasn't even available they just knew what they knew from their parents or their you know people in the neighborhood and they just tried to piece it together the best they could and make the household work so you always can find these little instances and nitpick a little bit of everything but i do think you do become a lot more accepting as you Mm -hmm. continue with the program it's definitely a trait that i've noticed yeah being able to that that's goes hand in hand with just being able to accept the world for what it is, right? It's like, you know, there's a good chance your parents are broken people, but there's a good chance that their parents were also broken people. And it just goes down to generations and they're, they're bro- most people are broken people living in a broken society, you know? Mm-hmm. And so just accepting that is, yeah, a big part of healing for sure. And yeah, your parents were doing the best they could, you know, with the information available. Yeah, absolutely. So when you're on the program, do, it does it usually come like in stages? Like, do people um, usually feel a lot of the more physical symptoms in the beginning and then the emotional stuff comes later? Or is it like, you know, it's a mixed bag. Everybody's kind of different. I would say it's actually a mixed bag and everyone is different. Um, because for certain people, certain things hold, are holding them back more. Certain people, and it's also like the, the the degree of things, right? So some people have traumas that me and you can't relate to. You know what I mean? There's just no way for me and you to relate to the, some of the traumas that certain people you might not, that carry around. You know what I mean? And so that's their biggest burden. It's not like their copper level, whatever. That's something they have to carry with them probably for the rest of their life, and that's what's holding them back the most, right? Whereas with other people, you know. Maybe that they got exposed to a lot of lead at a young age or whatever. So that's holding them back. So I would say it's a mixed bag for sure. And some of it, you know, some of it probably is genetic. You know, I don't really know personally how much is, but um, I think maybe certain body types, certain genetics, people also just process traumas better than other people. And some people's bodies are a little bit, can process their their toxins a little bit better. You know what I mean? It's just, so it's a, it's a mixed bag. 
Yeah, there's a what I'm saying some like some people get sicker quicker, and then some people you know some people can take a beating like the tra- traumatically toxin load wise. The human body is actually kind of incredible for some of people that, you know, certain people eat fast food till they die and they seem relatively decent and they drink alcohol regularly. And then people like me and just been sensitive since a child. I don't know if my toxic burden was just higher or if it was genetic or just whatever it may be. I seem to be more on the sensitive side and accumulate the toxins a lot, you know, a lot quicker. And that's why I kind of crashed and burned. I mean, I partied for a fucking forever too and was doing drugs so that didn't yeah. really help but um, i think a lot of that came from the fact that i was already toxic i had a lot of inflammation and neuroinflammation so those things would help kind of override the brain fog you know you smoke some weed or you take an adderall or you have a few mm-hmm. drinks and kind of just make you feel alive right because i was a little bit more dead inside and some of it was emotional for sure childhood stuff and then a lot of it i think was the, just the toxins in general and the chronic infections that had built up so, I mean, it's it definitely, you know, p- some people can take a beating, though, for sure. They can, you can just see. I got a buddy that lives down here who's like, eats whatever he wants, drinks sodas. He's like, I don't got an ache and pain in my body. He's probably like 37. He's like, I don't know, I drink soda. He's like, I sleep nine hours a night. Like, he just never sees a chiropractor, never sees anything. I'm like, I got, I'm like 10 million times healthier than this guy, and I got pain everywhere. <laughs> so, it's definitely, yeah. there's a different, there's a difference. Yeah, and a lot of it is also just awareness. A lot of these people don't feel as good as they think they do. They're just not aware of it. You know what I mean? And usually the more the people like maybe like me or me and you that are more aware to their sensitivities or have more sensitivities, usually those are the are people that have higher potential. You know what I mean? So it can be a blessing. You know, you should be aware of how things affect you in a lot of ways is a blessing because that means you were born with more ability to be aware of yourself and usually those people once they start to take the measures that they need to to take care of themselves um they can they can reach a higher potential and they have more awareness and they can help the world in profound ways you know what i mean it's kind of like some people are more like a ferrari right if you take good care of the ferrari you know and you get the oil change and you you know keep it nice and clean give it some nice fuel it's gonna it's gonna be able to go faster than a beat up pickup truck (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) yeah that makes total sense but yeah some people can definitely handle the toxic load a lot better like i think of my 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 mom's dad actually right like he uh he's an often like he's a he's a drug addict right lives like in the woods and like lives off like gas station food but he can still like (laughs) he can still hike he's he's actually in phenomenal shape for like (laughs) especially how he abuses his body (laughs) you know what i mean yeah you know, so like the human body is actually a, quite a feat of engineering. It's actually amazing. If you if you take a step back, it's actually pretty amazing that like most people can drive a car. <laughs> like it's pretty amazing that what our ba- our bodies in the modern world are able to process and still function somewhat. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, the human body can no matter even if you get sick. If you think about all the toxins and stuff that you've put in your body over time pesticides and just i don't think most animals would be would be in the position we're in we're out here building buildings and doing podcasts and just with a whole toxic crazy toxic burden that we've done and the older generations have it a little bit easier i think i think we're we're slowly seeing the toxins really come into play after generation after generation right now you see a lot of the younger kids are having more difficult times and a lot of childhood cancer and obesity so it's catching up i think if you go back like one two generations 
we see like grandma was all eating cookies, but it's like she didn't get born into like the same type of bodies that we're being born into now. So it's a little bit different. Also, the cookies were better quality. <laughs> Probably so. Oh, much yeah. better. Oh, yeah, because the, they were made with flour from soil that wasn't as depleted. You know what I mean? There right. wasn't the additives in the cookies. And, you know, and so like in Europe, like the food quality is a lot better. And like they, so a lot of even like the sweets and stuff aren't as bad because like the, it's still high quality ingredients. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, it's definitely g- generational is a huge factor that people overlook and you can see it. Um, people like people's jaw lines are getting smaller. Um, testosterone, well, you just, you see it in statistics, right? Testosterone levels are dropping in men. Fertility rates in women are dropping. Um, even IQ is starting to plateau and drop in Western nations. Yeah. Do you think that, um, I mean, I think a lot of that still goes to the toxins for sure when it comes to like, especially the IQ. Like I was like always like kind of like you said, like photographic memory, you know, kind of just partied all through college and worked a job and still always like made the Dean's list. And then like, as I got older and kept beating up my body, I felt like I was like a hundred years old. I couldn't remember where I put my keys or anything. So I'm like, there's definitely some kind of like IQ and, you know, neurochemistry, you know, malfunction going on as you and it was funny after I dumped that uh, aluminum in that nickel I've had I've been pretty solid it was I'll never forget it I felt miserable for like a month but um you know after that I was like wow a lot of my depression's gone my brain's clearer I just feel better so it's it's pretty bizarre how the toxins definitely have a direct effect yeah and toxins get passed down uh, through generations so if, if the mother is full of heavy metals they go through the placental wall that's, a, yeah. that's an important thing that's overlooked. So it's nutrient deficiencies and toxic metal loads get passed down. And so I think a lot of the stuff that we think is genetics passed down is actually toxins. Yeah, that's my perspective on it for sure. I think you just get born if your mother's a little bit. And sometimes these people don't know they're toxic. The mom just thinks you kind of somewhat normal, maybe relies on a little caffeine but is super mineral deficient and has a lot more metals than they think they do. And then it just as a natural mechanism just gets passed down. And then, then the baby's a lot sick. You'll see, you'll see some people like the mom will say she's not like allergic to dairy, but then if she eats dairy, then the kid has a reaction and it's like, okay, well you're probably, were kind of toxic passed off. You know, I don't think if your kid's just naturally allergic to, to dairy and you're not, I mean, it could be, but seems like probably the toxins were passed on to the baby. And now the baby has hypersensitivities to certain foods that you eat because mm-hmm. the toxic load is just getting passed and passed over time and it's getting worse and worse. Yeah. Yeah. Genetics play somewhat of a part, but I do think that it, it's, uh, it is more toxins being ta- passed down, I think, than, than people, um, people tend yeah, to. Yeah. I, I don't want to say toxins literally create everything because it's probably not the case but i always what i want to see is let's remove them first and then you know do that for a couple years and then go back and see if you're still having the same nagging pain or you know emotional problems or whatever you thought your genetic disease was like let's remove those first let's take you know it sucks because it takes a couple years but you know let's let's try to balance everything out then see if something's still is going on symptomatically and then maybe we can attack something different with an herb or some kind of um, genetic test. But it's like, you're never really going to know, 
what's what if you still have all the metals in your brain and in your organs and tissues it's, it's gonna be tough to call it's just i i feel like let's get those out of the way first and then circle back around to whatever your actual diagnosis or whatever may be yeah and even going back to like pass down um, toxins nowadays it's, it's oh my god it's awful like so if you look at statistics like 30 percent of white women over the age of what is it 30 are on antidepressants and the doctors, they don't take them. Most of those women off antidepressants when they get pregnant. Yeah, no. The baby's get, the baby's getting dosed with antidepressants. You basically can't. They'll go, you know, they'll go suicidal and stuff from some of these medications. You know, so if you're like on a benzo or you're on something, it's like might be more dramatic for the baby to come off of it abruptly than to even just stay on. I don't know what the lesser two evils there kind of. It's crazy because the mom, if the mom being in a stress, psychotic, suicidal state is no better than the, um, you know, the actual medication that they're on. So it's a tough call for that. Right. But yeah, the, and then the kids, the kids get dosed with, um, antidepressants and it's, uh, it's awful. It's, it's terrible. what's happening. Yeah. You know, think, of, think of what that does to a child's brain getting dosed with antidepressants in the womb. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy. Um, when, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just about to say when like someone is going through um, one of these traumatic releases or events, um, I know it's probably different for everybody. Like what mm-hmm. what's you know, what have you seen in clients? What kind of comes up? What can somebody maybe recognize in themselves if they're going through a, the mineral balancing now themselves? Like what kind of events arise? Is it like a lot of crying, a lot of anger? Or, like what what's general? What are some of the stuff you've seen? Um. Uh, like I said, the first usual response is like anger. Um, it could be anger at the person that caused the trauma in you. And it could also be anger at yourself. Right? You can be angry. At, a lot of people are angry at themselves for uh, being a victim, basically. Um, but yeah, it can come up in various ways. Um, sometimes it can come up in dreams. Um, you know, the trauma release can happen through dreams as well. Um, you know, that, that's fairly common, but, um, I would say the first response people get is usually anger and then, um, grief. Um, but grief is a good one because, um, it's usually a sign that you're farther along in the healing and that you're starting to experience and let go of the emotions involved, you know, especially like with men, for example, we're taught like not to cry. And so like grief and like crying could be a big a big emotional release for people moving, um, through traumas. Um, and then the most powerful tool we have to bring up the traumas and then to move through them, I would say is the pulling down exercise for sure. Yeah. What, let's go through that. I haven't really talked too much about the pulling down exercise. I haven't even really gotten into it myself. I'm, I like to meditate, but I've never done the specific, I pulled it up on uh, Dr. Wilson's website one day and was like looking through it, but I want to try it. But what, why is that different than like normal meditations? Is it a guided meditation? What exactly is it? Um, it can be a guided meditation. I'm not even really sure meditation is the right word. It's a little bit more like an exercise, almost like uh, like a mental exercise. Um, the basis of it is that you want to be moving your energy downwards, right? Um, so we even have like for words for it, like in our, uh, in the English language, like when you're upset or you're uptight, that's energy moving upwards. Okay. Mm. So, uh, moving energy downwards is always going to put you in a more grounded state. Okay. It's also the more natural flow of energy. So like they call it in Eastern medicine, it's the macrocosmic orbit, 
where energy goes down the front and up the back. But if you move energy down, it'll flow up the back naturally. So really all you need to focus on is moving it. I mean, you can move it up the back, but if you move, really the most important part by far is moving it downwards. Um, they teach it to you in other certain uh, Eastern practices as well, like Qigong. I don't know if you've heard of that. They, yeah, they, I've done Qigong. They, yeah, they practice moving energy downwards. Uh, tai Chi. Sometimes the practitioner will teach you how to move energy downwards. Uh, there's probably a couple of different ones as well. It is more common in like Eastern sort of thought. Um, but no, it's very powerful. Uh, it calms the mind. Okay. And what it does is it also teaches you to become a neutral third party. Okay. So a lot of people, they don't realize that they're not their thoughts. So what it does when you're moving energy downwards, it allows you to um, slow down your mind and you begin to be able to observe yourself. And that's a very powerful part of healing is being able to observe yourself because if you can observe yourself, you can understand more about the world. You can observe the world. Okay. It kind of goes back to like people are living in a fog. They have unprocessed traumas they're not aware of. What this exercise really does is it brings in awareness into the body. Okay. And it allows you to calm the mind and to view your thoughts as a neutral third party, which allows healing. Okay. Because you're not as attached to it. Right. You're not as attached to your trauma or your thoughts or anything. You'll be able to, to view them neutrally okay um and so that's it's very very powerful technique uh arguably it's the most powerful technique that we have in uh nutritional bouncing or whatever you want to call this mineral bouncing the, the hair mineral analysis um <clears throat> it's, it's very very powerful people overlook it but it's very very powerful for trauma release it'll bring up the traumas partially because it's slowing down your mind slowing down your sympathetic nervous system and allowing you to view yourself, which allows you to view your traumas. And then it also allows you to move through it by observing it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's the most powerful trauma release I've ever come across. There's other ones with some merit. Like, the, I don't know if you've heard of, like, people do tapping. My wife's uh, EFT trained. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my experience is much more powerful than even, like, something like that, usually. Uh, and the program in general, right? Um most things like trauma release, things that like psychiatrists and stuff will help people use, it doesn't really unwind the root cause, like the root of the trauma. Mostly it just allows people to deal with their trauma better. But dealing with your trauma and being able to like live a normal life, more like normal life and, you know, be able to do more things living with the trauma is not the same as releasing trauma. You can actually permanently release trauma like from your energetic system to where it's not really a part of you anymore. Um, that's probably one of the most profound parts of mineral balancing, right, is being able to do that. No other program that I've seen can do it quite on that level. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, the pulling down exercise is a very important part of that. So what, um, are you like laying down? Are you sitting meditation style? Are you listening to the, like, is there an audio? I thought there was an audio on, on the you website. Can, or you, you, can, just... you can do it anytime. Um, for most people, it's easiest while they're laying down. Um, this is kind of strange, but if you're on a program and you're doing coffee enemas, one of the easiest times to do it is while you do coffee enemas. Mm -hmm. Part of the reason is because you're already laying there quietly anyway. So you're kind of killing two birds with one stone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or so as, so are you it, just like trying to focus on like all the energy in your like no audio, you're just really focusing like on your breath and trying to move the energy that's up here within your in your head or whatever and try to move it down your body. That's all you're focusing on? 
Um, for me personally, mm-hmm. I was able to do it quite powerfully from the very beginning, which some people can. You'd be surprised by how many people, once you explain to them the pulling down exercise and explain them what they're doing, they can do it quite powerfully. And they're actually quite shocked by it. They're like, you know, what is going on? Like, they, I get emails, you know, like, um, what is going on? Or, uh, you know, how how am I able? I can't believe I was never like, like, I can't believe that I was able to do this the whole time or stuff like that. But it's probably those people are probably the minority. I wouldn't say there's any specific uh, like visualization. I think it's whatever helps you move energy downwards. And that's different for different people. Um, I would say like some people, I would say that it is easier if you imagine like you're pulling it down, it's pulling down. So for me, it's more like my, it's like my feet or there's like a vacuum in my feet kind of, and like my feet, that's pulling it down instead of pushing. I would say pulling it down is an easier concept for most people and it's more powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, that, like there's an energy vacuum at the at, that your feet are below your feet and it's pulling it down. It seems to be easier that way for people. Um, I don't know. It's because it's like in more in line with gravity. Like it's because gravity is pulling you down, so it's it's more of a natural sort of thing rather than like trying to force like a push. You know what I mean? Um, but I would say, uh, yeah, pulling it down is, is better. You know, for most people. Um, but yeah, any sort of visualization. So some people like the imagine like they're underneath like a waterfall and like the water is flowing and they're moving the energy downwards. Um, some people like different other visualiz- visualizations, like they're in a river, like you're in a river of energy and the, the current is moving the energy downwards. Um, the hardest part for most people is the very beginning and trying to get a grasp on exactly what it is they're trying to accomplish. It's important to realize that when you're able to do it properly, it is a physical sensation that you can feel. And so it's not, so a lot of people think it's like some, they hear meditation or whatever, and they think it's some sort of like abstract concept or something like that. that, But it's important to realize that if you're able to do it properly, like powerfully, it is physical sensation that you can feel and you, you can feel it flow through your body and you feel like it's stuck in certain places. So strange, strangely as it seems, it'll help your posture because you become more aware of your posture, right? Um, and that you'll feel the energy actually gets stuck in certain joints that you'll want to pop, right? Mm. I've experienced this, um, you know, a lot in my, so for me, one of the most powerful parts of the program for me was realigning my structure. Okay, my structure, my structure is still somewhat off, but it's helped me a lot with my structure. Doing the spinal twist, so then you move energy downwards, and then you pop your back again, popping your toes. I even pop my neck. Um, sometimes even in the sauna, my skull will pop. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty. Uh, here, maybe I can do it for you. There we go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, I wouldn't actually. I don't know if I'd recommend that maneuver for everyone. I don't want you to. <laughs> do not try this at home. Yeah. Home, right? But uh, no, that's a very powerful part of healing is actually your structure. Because going back to um, like even like trauma release, like go, getting through like the biochemical state that your body was in, trauma will also induce a certain posture into your body. And you'll actually carry misalignments in your structure from trauma. You know what I mean? Um, even from birth, right? birth could be a traumatic experience a lot of people weren't like you know they had they have neck trauma and stuff from you know coming out the the coming being birthed basically you know what i mean and they've carried that 
And so their head's a little off or whatever. And that's all related. Pardon the interruption. I want to take a quick break to talk about gut health. With all the research coming out over the last decade, we know exactly how important the gut microbiome actually is for our overall health. If you're anything like me, then you have struggled with tons and tons of gut issues. I grew up on a lot of different antibiotics. As I got older, I did a lot of partying, drugs, alcohol, standard American diet, yada, yada, yada. Fast forward, I had chronic mold toxicity in line. After that, I really couldn't get my gut to function properly. I spent tons and tons of money on different kefirs, yogurts, probiotics, different things that really didn't seem to work. That is until I found Just Thrive. It's a 100% spore-based probiotic that arrives 100% alive in your gut for maximum impact. It has a thousand times better survivability versus other leading probiotics. It helps support digestive, immune, and total body health. For me, it really helped to beat bloating, gas, constipation, and diarrhea. And it is even clinically proven to address leaky gut in just 30 days. So what I do is I take two caps with my largest meal and it really helps to improve nutrient absorption as well. And they are backed by a 100% money back guarantee. So for if any reason it doesn't work for you, no questions asked, you can get a refund. If you want to try out Just Thrive Spore-Based Probiotics, go over to Just Thrive Health and use code ITP15 for 15% off at the checkout. If you're anything like me in the health and optimization space, you're not only looking for which supplements may make you feel optimal, but also different technologies. The problem with most technologies on the market is they can really burn a hole in your pocket. If you are looking for the most affordable, but yet yet highly effective technologies that help promote detoxification, better sleep, mitochondria function, immune function, look no further than Therasage. I have their portable infrared sauna and I am willing to put that sauna against any other sauna on the market. It heats up quickly. I get an amazing sweat. I've been in some of these really, really expensive saunas and I prefer my Therasage sauna. The new addition that I have in my home is the Therasage PEMF mat. This is a game changer. A lot of people who are dealing with chronic illness and autoimmune conditions could really benefit for at-home PEMF. When you're trying to do PEMF out at a clinic, it can charge like 30, 60, sometimes $100 per session. Therasage has just dropped the most affordable PEMF mat on the market. You can use it daily. It has a TENS mat. It has red light. It's a heating pad. My wife is absolutely obsessed with this thing. It has just brought more energy, mental clarity, and all around overall well-being. I gave up my morning meditation recently and just started laying on the PEMF mat. It's such a great addition to have that with the sauna. The PEMF will help you to release a lot of the toxins and then you can sweat those out via the sauna and you will just feel rejuvenated. So if you wanna try out any of the Therasage products, you can use the code Kaufman10. I will link to their website in the show notes. They have the most amazing affordable technology biohacks on the planet. Yeah, it's funny you say that. Um, I go to this like world-renowned, it's called um, upper cervical care. It's like orthospinology. It's like a lot different than going to get cracked up by a um, <clears throat> by a chiropractor. You basically, they take all these like real fancy x-rays. It costs like 300 bucks your first session. Then after that, it's like a normal, it costs like a normal, it's like 60 bucks or something to get mm -hmm. adjusted. But they just use a little gun and they have the, from the x-rays, they know exactly where to, how to just pop your, uh, your top two vertebrae back into alignment. But mm -hmm. circling back to what you said is 
I know that my I was a natural birth, but my mom was having a little bit of difficulty, and they they used that vacuum, and I had like a thing on my head for I don't know a couple of weeks or a month or something. My mom was like, I didn't know if it was gonna go back to being normal because they used the vacuum to get me out. Well, my circle around I'm 30. I've been going there a couple of years now, so I was probably 33 when I my chiropractor was like, you've probably had this. Since you've probably had this like uh, misalignment with these two vertebrae since they use that vacuum on you. And then it made me think like, wow, maybe I have misaligned my probably my entire life and didn't yeah. have the right uh, cerebral spinal fluid to even detox the toxins that were coming in. Then you add in, you know, antibiotics and mercury fillings and partying and, you know, all the other bullshit. And then it's like yeah. it's just probably probably a disaster. No, I would say in my experience, the second most powerful form of healing besides mineral bouncing mm-hmm. is just chiro- chiropractic work. Yeah, I, I mean, if it's if your whole spine's not in alignment, <clears throat> you're not getting that uh, spinal fluid going to the brain. You're not getting all the signals to your yeah. organs. I mean, your gut's not working. <clears throat> so it's going to yeah. be definitely difficult to really balance out. So luckily, I was already going to her. So the whole time I've been on the program, I've um, just still been going to see her. That's good, yeah. And it's, it's, it varies, just like anything. Like, some chiropractors are better than others. Um, my favorite kind of chiropractor is, like, the old school guys. So, like, a lot of the newer wave chiropractors, they're, like, not as hands-on. And they do, like, more, like, the energy stuff. Like, you know, you want the you want the crusty old guy that's just going to get you on the throw you on the table. And just be like, all right, there you go. Yeah. You know, that's the, that's the kind of chiropractor you want. <laughs> Yeah, I had an old school guy before I started going to her once I learned about yeah. uh, the upper cervical stuff. And yeah. uh, he also would do balloons in my nose. Um, he did these um, intranasal oh, really? balloons yeah. because our, our facial structures yeah. are not as the kind of, you said earlier, jaw lines getting you know tighter yeah. because of the nutritional deficiencies. So we can have these really narrow airways. And so he will... He'll figure out like exactly what what needs what. However, he does this little like mm-hmm. exam or whatever, and then he put a, a deflated balloon in there, and then you, boom, and it's like an adjustment for right here, and it's good for like your whole spine, back, everything. Because as as this uh, part of your your uh, nasal structure and your brain opens up, I guess like everything can follow in place. So I did probably like ten or twelve of those balloons too with my old school. Practice, I've never heard practice. of that one. Yeah, it's, it's actually dope. Like. The yeah. first couple times, my nasal passages were just like running the whole ride home. Like I was blowing my nose the whole time. And then yeah. I could like breathe better than ever. And then after a while, he was like, I think you're good. He goes, I don't think you need any more balloons. But that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it's crazy what uh, mm-hmm. a competent chiropractor can do. And they all have their own little techniques and stuff. But yeah, a, a, a real good chiropractor can do amazing, amazing work. And going back to like how you think you were misaligned since a child – um, I would recommend everyone, you know, it's kind of goes hand in hand, like with mineral bouncing, right? I, I would say that it's good to start mothers to be and like young children on the program, right? And, but that's also true with that chiropractic. It's good. What you just described could have been avoided. Um, there are chiropractors that specialize in it or uh, what's the, what's the other? Oh, osteopath. They're like doctors that also do chiropractic kind of work, right? That's an osteopath mm-hmm. um, that specialize in like in children. Or like just after birth. And so preferably, I think what you do is you find one of those people and you have them adjust your baby within a couple of weeks of being born. Right. And then align them. And then you should you should have your baby and, a, and child and your children um, realigned every few months, preferably. 
Yeah, no, I'm um, my chiropractor. She's like, yeah, people bring like their newborns right in, get them X-rayed up, and you just you just says what it because a lot of them will be misaligned, and so yeah, yeah we'll yeah. definitely be doing that for sure. Yeah, I would say in a sane society, that would be like standard procedure. You know what I mean? If we were if we were uh, if we lived in an advanced society, every single baby would get aligned up after birth. Yeah, for sure. I yeah, want to circle back around to something uh, you because this is funny. It's fresh in my mind, and you talked about dreams, and mm-hmm. I've had like the most bizarre dreams on the program, like people mm-hmm. from middle school and high school. And it's funny. Even one last night, I was trying to. I basically, when I wake up, if I can remember them, I try to like internalize them in a way like what, like what's the what was the meaning of that and. You know, like last night, I literally, I told my wife, it's so funny. I had a literal dream that she was cheating on me with a, one of my uh, buddies, right? And mm-hmm. then, uh, like, and then it was just spiraling from there. And she, like, was with, the, with, was with a girl after she was with him. It was like, it was, don't need all the details. But basically, she was cheating on me. And so I would wake up and I'm thinking, all right, well, I, like, grew up around a lot of, you know, seeing a lot of my mom getting cheated on, my aunt getting cheated on, just normal, mm-hmm. like, Flint activities when you grow up in a, you know, poorer society. It's pretty normal. And right. then, <clears throat> like, I'm like, and then I would have trust issues getting older because well, mm-hmm. I was crazy and I would cheat or I was just grew up around cheating. So it was like, yo, when you grow up around that, you think, like, everybody cheats, kind of. So you're like, yeah. you never want to trust it. They're like, oh, I'm just going out with friends. And then you're like, yeah, right. And so you're like... <laughs> I don't know. It takes you a while to like mature and you have to basically grow out of that and basically mm-hmm. learn to trust people until they, you know, prove it otherwise that they're not tr- trustworthy basically. And that, you know, that was not something that came easy for me. And um, I was like, you know, so I think it was like my old school, some of my like old school trust issues resurfacing, but like using people in my current life because that's what's fresh and new. And what have you seen? Like, have you seen a lot of people's old school traumatic events like arise like within dreams specifically? Yeah, for sure. What you just described is, yeah, that's a common one actually. Um, reliving like trust issues with their spouse or whatever, um, you know, that stem from uh, childhood. Um Maybe having like people relive dreams from like, um, you know, maybe like stuff with their parents too. Like they'll relive like being like, you know, spanked too roughly or beaten by their by their dad or being yelled at. Um, yeah, so that that's definitely a common one through, through the dreams. And it's a good sign that you're that happened to you because that means that you're, you know, you're processing it subconsciously. You're subconscious during your dream period. Um but yeah, that's a very, very common one. That's interesting too. It's just, it's bizarre because it's like, this was people that I still talk to that were in the dream last night. But like mm-hmm. earlier on the program, a lot of it was people that I hadn't seen in uh, 15 years. It seemed like that's what I thought was like, I was always with like all these people from high school and old friends and old girlfriends that I haven't thought about in over a decade. I was like, this is crazy i think i think it's enough to part of that is probably why some people get off the program it can be a little intense if you can't kind of breathe through it wake up you're like 
Okay. Yeah. That was a little crazy, but you know, I'm, I'm working through something here, you know, and I did yeah. a lot of research on the front end about the healing reactions and the things that can come up. So I think that's probably pretty important. Like if anyone's listening yeah. or thinking about starting, like get of, you know, acquainted with like what can arise so that when it does, you don't, you're not just like totally caught off guard and just like getting hammered. Like you should kind of know what, what these things mean before they happen. Not going to make them that much easier, but at least you'll kind of have a little bit of a grasp of what's going on. Yeah. And part of it, like what you experienced too, is like, there's little traumas. Like people think that like trauma is like, like always, always some sort of big, like big thing. But we always have, we have, you know, tons and tons of little traumas that we have to unwind too. Um, it could be just one time our parent yelled at us that really stuck out in our minds. Like they, and uh, we were, our parents were really upset with us because we broke something and they just screamed at us. And like, doesn't seem like that would be like a big trauma. And it's probably not, you know, especially if you compare it to some other traumas, right? But that can be still be something that we hold on to. And so like, a lot of things like what you're experiencing is just these little traumas. They, they can it can be someone from middle school that we we kind of missed you know maybe we've had a childhood friend we haven't seen in a long time and we you know subconsciously we miss them a little bit and so that's a little bit of a trauma that we have to go through or um you know maybe maybe there was a, a you know a girl in middle school in your life path that you were supposed mm-hmm. to marry and you messed it up you know that's a little yeah. bit of a trauma that you got to forgive yourself for you know what i mean it's like who knows and so there's lots of yeah. uh, little traumas too that yeah you, that a lot of people have to unwind too. It's not just this, these big sort of you know life altering things. It's a lot of things that we don't even realize are traumas. Yeah, it, it's it's super bizarre. And you know, do you think like um, a lot of us within you know we've kind of you know getting into the spiritual side that we were kind of talking about before and do you think we kind of chose these life paths before we were born like on a soul level like were we meant to experience a lot of these traumas and then some people just never figure out like a program or a protocol or a therapy to work through it and then while others they're kind of like I chose this path and now I'm learning from it and then I'm going to, you know, start a podcast or be a practitioner or whatever it may be, be a yoga instructor to help people through these traumas. Like, do you think on a spiritual level we're like, we're meant to experience these traumas? Yeah, I do think at at the deepest level, we do choose all these experiences. Yeah. I think we choose our parents and when we choose this, you know, we choose our life experiences. Yes, I would agree with that. Do do you think that's like a a powerful, in my opinion, it seems like a powerful shift for anyone who's going to like work through their traumas because you have to go from this kind of, you know, you know, woe is me victim mentality, like everything's against you to Mm -hmm. realizing like that was part of my like psychedelics helped that for sure. Like, oh, I chose this path. Like I chose my dad not being in my life to learn how to that, learn from that now maybe be the best father that I can possibly be. Or, you know, he was on drugs. Maybe he wasn't supposed to be there anyways because it would have been even worse than him not being there because he was like an alcoholic and smoking crack. So there's, you know, things that I had to piece together. And I, I think a lot of people when they're sick and they're tired and they're fatigued, all they can think about is like the world, the world's against them, you know, instead of trying to figure out a solution to the problem and then like, you know, you, you know, pain to purpose or, you know, your, you know, sickness is your superpower or whatever, like, you know, kind of cheesy quote, you want to label it, but it, it, it really is, it, it's, it is what it is. Like you should learn from it, 
you know, think that your body can heal from these traumas, know that on a spiritual path, it was what you were meant to experience and then flip it around because if you, the victim mentality, I feel like can probably hold people back on this program. Yeah. What you just described is the hardest part of the program, bar none, like the ego sort of death. I would say the trauma release, ego death, like kind of put those into similar categories. Um, that's the hardest part of the program in my experience. Like let's say like you detox, right? Well, everyone's kind of familiar with detox or not feeling that great. Or let's say you retrace a sinus infection. Everyone's kind of, everyone's been sick. It's not that big of a deal. You got a cold for a few weeks. You got a runny nose. You got to sleep more. Maybe you got a headache. Those sort of physical things. We've all been through them. We've all hurt physically and been through it. Like, you know, being hurt physically is something like you're kind of more forced to forced to deal with, right? We've all been through it. But if you've lived your whole life in a fog and you think you're a certain way and then you thought that, you know, you were kind of born this way and nothing's your fault or whatever. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get healthier and your awareness starts to raise. All of a sudden you realize you're the problem. That's that's a big that's a that's a big thing for a human being psyche, right? Is to all of a sudden experience that sort of ego death. Um, I would say, in my experience, it's the hardest part of the program. Um, that's one reason why it's so hard for people to come up like antidepressants, because like antidepressants at their core level, all they re- like we get. So sometimes we we especially like modern science, we like to make things really fancy. So it's like, oh, we take the antidepressants because it regulates this hormone that does this and so it's all it really does is it it fogs you up more so that uh you're getting less stimulus from the world right and so that's one reason why it's so hard for people to get off antidepressants because if they're used to living in that fog and then you take and all of a sudden you're getting more stimulus and you realize more about yourself in the world that's just it's just instant trauma right and so, yeah, that sort of thing is, is by far the most difficult part of the program in my experience is uh, undoing the traumas and then just also really the ego death, realizing that you haven't forgiven yourself, you haven't forgiven the world, you're angry at the world, and it's your fault. You know, um, that's a, a very difficult thing for a lot of people to go through, for sure. That's kind of crazy because you hear about that a lot, like in the psychedelic space, like the ego death, because, you know, the, that the plant medicines will take you directly there a lot of times, mm-hmm. um, depending on the dose, you know, and what, what kind of ceremonial setting you're in. But um, I kind of already went through a lot of that mm-hmm. before starting the program. So I think maybe like a lot of my emotional stuff's a little bit, I'm coming into it a little bit different because I've worked mm-hmm. through a lot of the puzzle pieces with psychedelics. And different mm-hmm. therapies and lots of yoga and years of meditation. So I, I don't know if I'll experience it the same as somebody who's just never done any of the work. And, you know, ego does a big thing that we, that people talk about in the psychedelic community. But, you know, you're, you're saying basically a lot of people experience that within just mineral balancing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, psychedelics have their place and stuff. And I'm not here to like say that no one should do them, but, you know, one thing that's nice about mineral balancing is that it can do the same thing in a more like I like I said earlier in the like when we first started is that it can do it in a more systematic way, you know what I mean? <clears throat> and and psychedelic usage can go can go wrong for a lot of people, right? People can overdo it, they never really come back. I've seen it happen to people in my life where they did too much acid in a week, and they never really came back. You know what I mean? They kind of pride themselves. Um, and obviously, like if you're doing it like a therapeutically like you wouldn't have done what he done 
he did. You know what right. I mean? Um, but there, that's about the mineral balance because it, it takes it's it's safer, it's more systematic, and we can achieve you know the same thing. Um, whereas you know with the psychedelics, like I said, you you can overdose on them. Entities can come in, you know, especially if you're like not doing it with like clean, energetically clean people. Like preferably, I think a lot of these a lot of these should be done with like a shaman type person, someone who's really clean energetically and has done them before. He can help guide you. That's how like the Native Americans did it, right? There was like a guy in the tribe who he was in charge of, like doing that, right? He would take you on the journey. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like the older, usually a man that was like part of the tribe for a long time, and he had a lot of life experience, and he could kind of take the young guy through the through the journey <laughs> of the psychedelic trip, so he didn't get lost, <laughs> you know. And so a lot of people, yeah, you can get you can counter bad entities that'll attach to you during these psychedelic trips for sure, especially if you're not, especially if you're already in a weak state and you're already in a bad state. Um, and so there's there's risks involved with the psychedelics, I think, more so than with the mineral balancing, where you, like I said, you can take a more systematic approach. It's safer. It's just vitamins and minerals, and you'll it'll get you to the same place. But you know, I've done psychedelics myself, and I've had good experiences with them. So I'd never say that uh, you shouldn't do them period um i would just i would advise caution yeah you're you're i mean if you've done them you know you're kind of towing the line with different entities for sure they come and they go and if um you're not strong enough to maybe fight those off if they're if they're um, demonic or whatever they are they're going to come from both ways you're going to talk to god and you're also going to see a lot of dark stuff going on within your ceremony they're not easy um, and you can, I can imagine, I've never had this personally happen, but people kind of caution it because people do, they don't come back, right. They're either discombobulated or maybe yeah. that's a, maybe that's a dark entity that stuck with them, or maybe they just, you yeah. know, neurochemistry, something happened that was off. So with everything, you know, there's always going to be, you know, a little bit of caution that you need to take and yeah. doing it with a, with a guide or, or at least having a lot of knowledge around what's going on is definitely yeah. the move. Yeah. And just making sure like in a good space with good people, <laughs> like, you know, it's in the, it's in the nice, like energetically like clean environment with like good, good people. But, um, there's a reason why a lot of like Judeo Christian type people kind of advise against that kind of new agey stuff. There's, there's a reason for that. You know what I mean? Um, but both, both, there's certain aspects of both that are true. You know what I mean? That's, it goes back to like the kind of part, like the duality of it. You know, the, usually the middle path is the true path. Yeah. Speaking of like, I guess entities and, faith and you know whatever christian christianity do you think having some kind of strong faith within god or something that will help people um, move through these traumas because it seems like if you really don't have if you don't believe in a higher power or something that's going to kind of guide you along this journey it it, it potentially in my opinion going to backfire if you don't really feel like there's something bigger or a purpose to live for do you think that some people need to find some kind of faith whether they just pray or they go to church or they find some kind of you know i don't know whatever Um, it is that they're looking for it can be helpful but in my experience it's actually better for the most part just to focus on the program because the program will Mm. kind of make you more connected to god naturally so it's like god's not something we need to find we're all connected to god if we're in a healthy um clear-minded state we're or we're already going to be more connected to god okay especially in the modern world that's by far the biggest factor in the modern world that's why there's so many sick christians you know um that uh don't really practice what they preach right it's because that's not the biggest obstacle for the modern human being. 
church is not doing it for people today. That's not like it used to be. Um, and so I would say, you know, church can definitely help you, right? And finding good, godly people. And there are, and I would say in, um, like in Christianity, for example, if like, I would say those groups of people are better than the average person to be around. You know what I mean? They do tend to be more successful. Like they have better family structures for the most part. Uh, they're going to, they're going to be more concerned with like helping you out rather than taking advantage of you. They're usually better business partners, things like that. They usually take better care of themselves because they love themselves more. That's all that's true. But at the same time, um, it is, I think, better to mostly focus on the program just because you're going to be, become more connected to God naturally that way. You know, if you're – because the, the churches, a lot of – most of the churches don't really have the tools to really heal what's needed today in the bodies, which is the toxicities and the nutrient deficiencies, right? You know, you could read the Bible all day, but it's not going to remove your deficiencies. And it's a good – I'm not saying you shouldn't read the Bible. The Bible's a great book. You should read it. I've read it, okay? Um but it's not it, – it doesn't have what's needed today. You know what I mean? There's nowhere in the Bible where it says, oh, you need to be taking zinc. You know what I mean? And that's what the bodies need today more than anything is they need their minerals balanced and they need to heal their nutrient deficiencies, okay? Um, there's some clues in the Bible, right? It says in the last days, which you could say – I don't think we're in the last days, quote unquote, but we're at the end. I think we're at the end of a time. So if you look at like, so this goes back to like the middle path. So a lot of, you know, Christians would kind of poo poo on like astrology and stuff. But if you look at astrology and entering the age of Aquarius and stuff, there's all the signs we are at the end of an age and we're entering a new, and we're kind of, we're seeing it now, right? With like the internet and stuff. I think we're entering a, a different sort of age of humanity, right? Where a lot of people are waking up to certain things. Um, we're kind of seeing that with like mass, mass consciousness on like the internet, a lot of people discovering truth about how our world works and things like that. Um, but, you know, the, 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 in the Bible, I like guess it, it says, you know, in the last days um, they will eat, but they will not be full. Um, and that perfectly describes mm -hmm. today, right? There's people eating, we have massive obesity levels. People are eating plenty of calories, but the food is empty. Okay. Um, so there, there are some things that from obviously from the Bible that you can apply. It's never bad to, to read Jesus' teachings, right? Reading Jesus' teachings is never going to do you any harm. <laughs> Always a good thing, right? Lo love your fellow man, you know, practice what you preach, all the things that Jesus taught, right? Like the Ten Commandments, of course, a good thing to live your life by and things like that. So yeah, of course it can help. But I don't think it's the most important thing for people today. Um, and some churches are, you know, are even best avoided. You know, a lot of churches are going to teach you uh, things that aren't necessarily true. And the people in the churches, even though they're quote unquote Christians, they have their own traumas. They have their own bias. So a lot, of, um, what you'll see often today, especially is like, you know, uh, it becomes an ego trip, uh, religion and like knowledge of the Bible where they're just throwing Bible verses at each other. Well, no, actually the Bible says this. No, the Bible says this. And it's, it's Having knowledge of the religion of the Bible can become about ego. You know what I mean? You see that a lot in modern churches, um, especially from what I've seen. Um, but no, I think that it, it's definitely, it could definitely help you, right? It's better to, um, you know, to study those things than not to. But like I said, I don't think it's as important as doing mineral balancing. 
because um, human beings, like, being connected to God is a natural part of being a human being. And so if you're happy and you're healthy and you've processed your traumas and you, you uh, experience true health, you'll be automatically more connected to God. Yeah, you kind of took the words out of my mouth because I think <clears throat> if you look back, like every culture was connected to whatever God or source they believed in. And, you know, they were just naturally cleaner, more connected to the earth. They weren't as toxic. And it seems to me is that's kind of like what they're trying to do in society, at least in America. And I think it's, in my opinion, it's planned. It's they want us more toxic, especially if you look in Europe, it's cleaner. Right. But America's not. Why is that? Because America basically is the power structure of the world. So how do we they want to bring down us here in this society who are all about who used to be all about patriotism and freedom and freedom of speech and pride and, you know, right to have guns and all of this stuff. But what do they want to do? They want to destroy the nuclear family. They want to send the mom off to work. They want to keep us as toxic as possible because if you have no energy and you can't think right and you don't have a good family structure and you're not connected to God or some kind of source, then you don't really care. You won't rebel. You won't stick up for yourself. Your testosterone's low. You won't, you're just trying to basically make it through the day. So what do they do? They raise prices, inflation, rent prices. So you have to work harder and harder and harder while you have less and less energy. And so that they basically <clears throat> break down the entire structure of America and the society that basically created the free world. And so I think it's planned. And I, I think that we're kind of waking up to that in general. Mineral balancing is going to be a core foundation of that. Yeah, I think people are starting to realize it. Um, I think they've somewhat lost control of the internet. Absolutely. And um, that's waking a lot of people up because people can Alex Jones is on X, baby. <laughs> Alex Jones is back. <laughs> uh, yeah, and like I said, the churches just aren't doing it. Like, churches kind of go hand in hand with a lot of the old institutions. There's same with like doctors, right? Doctors are part of that old sort of structure as well. The doctors are, people are looking for not for other ways like mineral bouncing because the doctors aren't doing it for them today. Right. They go to the doctor over and over and they take all the trial of different medications, but they ain't feeling any better. You know, right. Same thing with churches. The churches aren't, people are going to church, but they're not getting anything out of it. And it used to be different, right? Um, the bodies, if you think of thousands of years ago, the bodies were healthier, but people didn't necessarily have access to information. And so the church provided information how to live their life. Um, the church used to provide more of a guidepost, like, you know, uh, you know what I should do with my life or what's my higher purpose and things like that. But the bodies were healthier actually back then. Now it's the opposite. We have access to all the information in the world at their fingertips, but our bodies aren't healthy. And so the church isn't helping as much as it used to. Yeah, that makes total sense. I want to get back to the program a little bit. So like if, um, somebody's, you know, experiencing some kind of traumatic event that's separate from like a detox reaction. And it's all very, very just traumatic and emotional. Are you going to have a client back off the program at all? Or are they still going to take, you know, maybe like, you know, a uh, paramin or a CalMag supplement? Like what, what do you do as far as like the actual nutrients provided if there's an emotional or traumatic event? Um, usually the, the approach, so like if someone was to just de be detoxing and there was too much for them, like physical detox, I would tell them to uh, like stop the supplements and slow down the program with emotional. It's different. Once it's started, you can't usually stop it. Like mm -hmm. you can't, um, like once you start, usually once you start to relive an emotional trauma, like st stopping the supplements won't stop it. 
it's already that energetic imprint's already kind of come into play. Um, and so you're better off just moving through it. Um, and it's more people need to do instead of doing more like detox sort of stuff. I mean, the detox stuff can help, but like people need to do maybe a little bit more like esoteric things, like doing more of the pulling down exercise. I always recommend to people moving through trauma. Also, just practicing self love, telling yourself, you know, it's not your fault. Um, you did the best you could at the time with the knowledge that you had. Um, and just like, yeah, self love, self forgiveness, and doing the pulling down exercise. Like those three things I would say are big, but no, usually when people start an emotional release, um, stopping the program actually won't, won't stop it. It's already started. You've already got the, the balls all the way. We're already rolling downhill. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I haven't run through a super big, I mean, I've had definitely mood swings and anger and, you know, like kind of being a little rude or, you know, short tempered for sure. I've had those experiences, but a lot of mine have been physical as a lot of the metals have came out and stuff. So I didn't know if, um, it would be the same as like those physical reactions. You for sure slow down the program, but I would, I didn't know. So it sounds like if you, if you start to go through it emotionally, it doesn't matter whether you continue the supplements or stop, you're about to, you're going through some kind of breakthrough at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's no – yeah, it's harder to slow down an emotional sort of release. You're pretty much already in it and you're better off just pushing through. Now, do you reckon – this is one that I think probably – as people start to do these realizations, do you – they might realize something about their spouse or partner or friend or whoever it may be. Um, do you do – you, talk talk with them or recommend them to not make any kind of like irrational decisions in the moment and work through it for a bit or because i feel like you could potentially like you know get a divorce or break up with somebody or you know yeah, you know sure. say say hurtful things to a to a your to a parent so do you do you tell them to maybe give it give it time work all the way oh, yeah. through it balance back out and then kind of realign and re rethink it and then if it's still very strong you're still in that same opinion and stance then maybe make a decision yeah no for sure yeah for <laughs> sure it's best to usually in the heat of the moment take a step back give yourself some time and some breathing room and then reassess it i would definitely agree with that but a lot of times that can happen where you know um if you ha if you have a spouse that's abusive or something and all of a sudden you realize you know, it could be that you were in an abusive relationship this whole time and you did not realize it because mm -hmm. you, you didn't have enough awareness. You didn't have enough health to be basically be aware that you're being abused emotionally or whatever. And then once you realize that and they don't stop, then, yeah, you might have to leave the relationship and that's what's best for you. But, yeah, in the heat of the moment when you're going through it, it's always, yeah, best not to make any hasty decisions. So I agree with that for sure. Yeah. yeah, I can imagine they can arise pretty quickly. I mean, not to keep going back to psychedelics, but those are very powerful, very short term. And I think some people come out of those similar to maybe like this and they're like, oh, I'm going to you know, quit my job. I'm going to change this and do that and break up with somebody. And it's like, hey, pipe down, let the, <laughs> let, let, let the yeah. psychedelics wear off for a week and then see, then renegotiate yeah. because you're, you just went through a lot. And it's probably the same as you do like an emotional release for sure. You need some time to really sit with it and balance out and then see where you're going to be in a week or two before you make any crazy decisions, life altering decisions. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. I would definitely say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can, I mean, I just only can imagine that that's just how it works, you know? 
Uh, let's see here. I kind of went through a lot of my questions and notes. Um, what else do you think is important around trauma, doing the program, um, anything like that? Um, like I said, when you're going through it, you just kind of got to push through. You know, the pulling down exercise is definitely very helpful. For practicing self-love, self-forgiveness, um, forgiving the people that inflicted it upon you, if that's what it is. You know, or if it was yourself that did it, which is pretty much true regardless. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. We talked about uh, practicing self-love. You know, that's a big one for sure. Um, and then, yeah, but it's worth it. But like I said, it is the hardest part of the program. It is truly the ego death and undoing traumas and stuff. But um, you don't realize that those things are just like, just like we have hidden uh, infections in our bodies. We have hidden traumas that are affecting us. And it's worth it to get to the other side for sure. Because you can think more clearly. You'll have more energy. Um, but you don't realize how these things were affecting you. Um, and it's very powerful to be able to see the world for what it really is. Um, but you also have to forgive the world. Right. In a lot of ways, the world that we live in is broken. And so you have to forgive. That's a, so a lot of people are angry at the world. They agree at themselves and they're angry at the world because at a certain level, most people realize that modern society isn't supposed to do, shouldn't be like this, right? Shouldn't be, they got to go work your, you know, 10 hours a day to barely make it or whatever. Like got to go sit in traffic for two hours to make, go to your office. Like a lot of people <laughs> realize like, we're not supposed to live like this. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, I agree. Of, yeah. And so a lot of things are, there's a lot of broken things about our society. Right. And so, once you start to realize, so a lot of people that have enough awareness, they become angry at the world and they hold on to that anger. But then the next stage after realizing the world is the way it is, is you have to forgive the world and accept it for what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. And you have how, to- um, one, one quick question, I guess. Um, how, how long do a lot of these usually last? Or maybe it depends on the trauma, I would say. But is it a couple days usually? Do some people go on for a month? Like what, what's a, you know, a general time frame of how long someone goes through an emotional release? Usually they're relatively quick. Okay. Um, in my experience, they don't tend to last as long as physical things. Like you might retrace a sinus infection for a couple weeks. But an emotional trauma is usually going to be a more intense experience. Um, usually they're a lot more intense and shorter. Okay. Um, I would say that that tends to hold true. So take some time for rest and some meditation, you know, some get a massage, kind of just work <laughs> through it and sleep a couple extra hours is what at least sleeping a couple extra hours has worked for me when I've really been going through it. Um, yeah, at least from, the, from the physical standpoint. Yeah. Sleep's one of the most important important parts of the program for sure yeah people it's crazy you just you'll just go like uh, like it was just like the um not even that long ago maybe like a couple days ago i started sleeping normal but for like four days straight i just slept like 10 hours a night just like out of nowhere and i was just like i guess i guess i needed it and so i've been trying to create that space for it for sure whether that's you know don't don't watch the netflix or whatever you're doing at night just go lay in bed and then mm-hmm. try try to make sure your morning's not jam-packed because the the, the protocol is wild it, it just comes and goes when it wants to it doesn't it yeah. shows no mercy you don't really <laughs> yeah. get to choose it's just kind of like out of nowhere i was like 
thought I was feeling pretty good. And then I just like, my wife and I both at the same time, it was kind of weird. We both like, dude, we slept like 10 hours a night, like three nights in a row. And we're both on the program, but it was funny. It kind of happened at the same time. Yeah. You, uh, you'll notice, I mean, most people do notice the, yeah, you, sh- because you share the same space with your spouse, usually you go through, um, similar things together. So a lot of times spouses will do have trauma release same time, um, even physical things. So a lot of times like whole households will retrace an infection at the same time. Hmm. The whole family unit is sharing that space and they're all moving through it together. Yeah. There's something more energetic going, going on with some of this healing for sure than just fit <laughs> and just taking minerals and eating food. There's something deeper that goes on. Yeah. And that's why the program's so powerful, right? That's the secret sauce. It's like, um, it's not just the mineral bouncing. You know what I mean? It's actually, removing old physical traumas and and bounces that were that were there um you know from the time that the the emotional trauma was enacted upon you and unwinding that unwinds the emotional trauma so yeah it's yeah. a big yeah it's it's very very powerful part of the program for sure yeah, I had the, this theory about like, you know, as we become more toxic, like our nervous system doesn't really have the ability to process the emotion in in the moment of the event. And right. then you, from a physical level, when you move around one of those toxins that were in place that were basically blocking your nervous system's ability to, mm-hmm. to process the event in the moment, then you process it then. So on a physical level, just like a 3D level, I think that that's what's happening there because... I mean, we're just, we're super savage. If you think about humans, the, the amount of like, we would just like kill people and then go home and pray and then, you know, go out and hunt the next day and eat dinner. Like we would, we would just like rape and pillage full, full, you know, towns of people and then just like pray to God and just keep it moving. Like we're, we're pretty savage. If you go back even just a couple hundred years ago, not even that far. So like we used to be able to deal with an, an immense amount of trauma, you know, we've survived, you know, mass you know ice ages whatever you want to look at like we have the ability to endure a lot and then now today like everything's traumatic so that's like kind of my message like not everything is traumatic you you are holding on to it in that way but it shouldn't be that way you should be able to endure quite a bit being a human oh yeah for sure yeah yeah but it's just not that way And, and there's there's something definitely like biochemically going on where we can't you know, someone cuts you off in traffic and you're mad about it for like a week or, you know, or someone says something online and you're just like crying about it and like yell, yelling into TikTok, like uh, absurd in things that like are, you can just tell the nervous system of society is definitely diminishing. Yeah. Yeah. The nervous systems are for sure fried. A lot of that is just like lost stimulus from like uh, social media and stuff, just constant dopamine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most people definitely have fried nervous systems for sure. Yeah. I mean, I love the ability to talk on technology and do these. Like, I love these shows. And then there's like part of me that's like, oh, I got to just stare at my ring light and my screen for two, three hours. Like, I need to go like just walk in the sun like right now. Like, I did a walk right before the show because I'm like, I'm about to stare at this screen for two hours and uh, just, you know, but it's, it's, you know, trying to balance it out. But most people don't have any of that balance. They don't go outside. They don't ever turn their phone on, do not disturb or do anything. So we got the toxins, the hyperstimulation, we're overworked, undernourished, and it's, you know, it's a bad mixture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Like going back to those times like where people were able to handle us also there's a little bit more of a thing like an energetic shift here too. Like we do live in a different age where I think people like there's more spiritual energy, I think on earth coming right now. And so that's part of like the, the great awakening. I think that we're starting to, to come through and moving into a different age. Um, whereas like the roles of humans are getting a little bit different than what it used to be. Yeah, I, I personally think we're in the middle of a revolution, but it's just going to look a lot uglier before it gets a lot better because the the powers that be they don't they don't want a revolution, right? It's it's going to get ugly. It's going to they they have a lot of power and a lot of money, so it's, it can get a lot uglier, a lot uglier than it even is right now. Actually, I think it, I think darker days are ahead, but it's a, it's on a path to more enlightenment. Yes, yeah, for I would agree that's going to get worse. Like. The election next year is probably going to the next year is going to be one of the craziest years I, I swear to God ever in recorded history or at least in history that since we've had technology and stuff so that it can be documented and we can see it like in real time on the Internet, like at a click of a button. It's going to get so fucking bizarre next year with the election. Yeah. And there's 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 uh, I think there's three eclipses over America <laughs> next year. Full eclipses which is like unheard of during an election year, which is always generally like a bad omen. Um, I don't want to like, I don't know how far you want to go into this stuff, but yeah, we're, yeah. I mean, if you don't realize like after COVID, like you're, you're basically at war. You're already at war with your government. They, they mm-hmm. locked you down. They took away your business. They took away your, your freedom moment and they tried to do, uh, you know, get you to take a, a certain injection. Okay. Like they, they're trying to kill you. <laughs> like you're already, we're already at war. <laughs> now they, these, these crazy people in power, they want to, to like have like 500 million people on the planet. Like that's their, that was like, would be like a goal of theirs. Fucking bizarre in my opinion. Yeah. And right now the, the border is completely open and it's not just people from Mexico coming. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what'll, probably happen is there's probably sleeper cells that will activate at some point and there'll be a major casualty event. Yeah. I think next year is definitely going to be the wild. Like if you're not imbalanced um, and have some good grounding practices in your life, next year is going to be probably one of the hardest years you've ever experienced on this planet. Well, think, think about what happened last election. Mm-hmm. I think so. Oh, yeah. Things have gotten worse. Have things gotten better or worse since then? No, inflation's gotten worse. People are struggling more than they used to. Like, no one's, no one's, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be crazy. The election night, probably no one's going to know who won. Like, it's going to be, who, I don't, it could go any way. They're going to try to keep Trump off the ballot. There's going to be court battles right leading up to the election. People aren't going to know till the last second, maybe, like, if he's even allowed to run. And then there's going to be a bunch of gray areas and legal battles. And it's just going to be, and there's going to be, you know, yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, I don't know. I think it can be look a little weird. I think, you know, the the the, um, the pandemic playbook, I think, kind of backfired on him. So I think it can be as, as wild as, like, what people wouldn't realize is, like, power outages or something, like, as bizarre as, like, just your, you know, taking your ability away to even vote or try to change the election in whatever way or there is no election because of this, like, mass emergency that's going on or some kind of, like, internal um, yeah. terrorist attack. But I don't know. Maybe maybe we're going to get banned, banned off of the podcast for talking about this. <laughs> maybe we should shut up. <laughs> and the biggest thing that you really want to do is just realize that like our society is kind of broken and you want to just opt out of society as much as possible, right? 
So you want to have assets that you control. Okay. You want to take care of your own health as much as possible. Um, you want to be as self-sufficient as, as, as possible. And you want to opt out as much. You want to opt out of the medical system. You want to opt out of the school system. You want to opt out of the legal system. And like, I don't, I just, I'm not saying you should, even that goes with the voting. Like you, I'm not saying you shouldn't vote, but like here in California, like you'll, every election, they like, they know the winner within like five minutes or whatever. It's, it's all electronic voting. Like, do you, do you really yeah. think that's real? I don't like, I don't really think it's real. And so if you can't even, if you can't even vote, like you, you have nothing, you know what I mean? So your only choice is that you have to opt out basically. And we have to kind of, right. And people are starting to do that, starting to opt out. You kind of have to build a parallel society. And then we just get more and more people over to our parallel society. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I'm trying to make a bunch of money, be able to work remotely and um, move somewhere where I have some land and a farm close to a mountain or something. And I'm just going to be chilling, be self-sufficient with some food, some animals growing and maybe doing podcasts and being a practitioner and selling supplements and just chilling. That's kind of my overall goal. Maybe yeah, it might not be people- for five or ten years, but... And yeah, there's a lot of people that are starting to do that now that they you don't really realize it. Like even where I live, like my generation, like millennials, like where I live, a lot of them are just, you know, all my friends, they're all home births. Mm-hmm. None of them really trust doctors. You know, a lot of them are living in communes and stuff where they're like growing their own food and they have their own little like school system. You know what I mean? And people are starting to like 3D print stuff, you know, and um you know, a lot of them are in like cryptocurrencies and stuff and like taking control of their money. And like, and so I think there is a silent, there's already a silent revolution happening. It's just not quite like what people think it, it is. You know what I mean? It's not a lot, a lot of ways. The new revolution is just breaking away from society. That's like, a yeah. problem, you know what I mean? And most people aren't documenting that, you know, there's a couple of off grid people that I follow that are pretty cool and they got like a TV series and they, you know, they're showing themselves like growing food and stuff. But for the most part, you don't hear from those people. They're just, they're just, they're like you said, opted out. They're Audi. They're just growing some food. They're chilling, investing in Bitcoin and, you know, making some money online somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of it's, it's it's a lot more subtle than like, you know, a lot of it's just like distress of the medical system, you know? Like even my more more liberal friends, you know, around here, like they didn't get the the injection because they're like, well, yeah. you know, a lot of people that woke a lot of people up, you know. Um, twenty twenty was a big backfire. They thought was going to go a lot differently. I think, in my opinion, um, as it as it prolonged and kept going, I think more people woke up. Even people were bought in in the beginning. And we all were kind of uncertain. Like if you talk to them now, you know, three years later, they, they have a lot of, a, they have a different perspective on that whole situation. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll bring about a lot of, it'll bring about a lot of change. I mean, society, yeah. It has to change just from like excess mortality rates that they, they cause. Like there won't be enough workers. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but yeah, I think there's, I think a lot of people waking up and there's, there's a quiet revolution happening for sure. Yeah. It's more sustainable. It's more local based, opting out and building their own structures and things like that. More localized manufacturing. Yeah, I mean, you just be like, think about the amount of people who like just like go get raw milk and buy from like local farms and stuff now. Like, I, my, my farms are sold out all the time. Like, I, I was ahead of the curve. I used to be able to get shit whenever I wanted. Now it's 2023 and I can't get any, any uh, soy free eggs from the farm. They're always sold out. You know, raw milk's limited. I'm like, damn, I was living in the glory days, you know, three, four years ago. I could get shit from the farm with 
you know, I, at any time, like everything was always in stock. Now they're sold out of shit all the time. And that just shows that there's a lot more people who are looking into, you know, local food and things like that. And so that's cool. It's cool to see, in my opinion. Yeah. And open source software is taking, mm-hmm. uh, taking over too. So you can download anyone. Can, you can give like three to five grand now. You can buy a metal 3D printer that'll print 3D parts. So if like a part on your truck breaks or something, you can literally just print it. Yeah, the 3D printing stuff's getting crazy. I haven't even really dived into that, but I know people like 3D print guns and all kinds of shit, right? Yeah, and you can do metal now. And then they have open source software, so they have open source CADs, you know, so it's just basically the CAD is like a a blueprint to print something. And it's just like like a torrent site where you can access anything. And so there'll be, the future's like, you know, there'll be open source uh, like tractors, you know, where it has all the little 3D printed parts and you can put together a tractor. (laughs) <laughs> you know what i mean no that, that'd that be crazy is yeah. it relatively cheap to like when you're printing it and you like you have to buy the metal that it's making or how's that work with the printer yeah you buy like yeah you buy the raw material just metal mm-hmm. and it does little and solders just like makes it yeah, yeah probably for one thousandth of the price that you would go pay some guy because they know that they can charge you whatever they want for that part Right. Well, what's inflate? What inflation has caused is it's caused um, manufacturing to start to go more local because shipping costs is the big one. You know, oil. You know, shipping costs are going up and up, and so one way to save costs is to just have local manufacturing. We don't have to ship it as far. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll quit getting conspiratorial on everybody. Uh, well, maybe we'll do a later show all about um, the world and the revolution, but. Uh, for now, man, thanks for coming on the show. I enjoyed it. I think trauma is a big piece that needed to be covered for the program. And um, tell everyone where they can like find you. I know you got a you know a bunch of YouTube videos up. Yeah, you're still a practitioner, right? You're still working with people too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can find me on YouTube. It's Life Labs, and then the website is lifelabshtma.com. and then Life Labs also on Instagram. Those are my two active. You can follow me on Twitter, just the Luke Pryor mm-hmm. on Twitter, if you want. Uh, Twitter though I don't I don't run my Twitter site like a, a business so Instagram YouTube those are more like mineral bouncing just strictly um, you know more uh, sticking to more of the core sort of stuff so you know people can learn about it um, Twitter I just shoot from the hip <laughs> yeah follow follow Luke Pryor on X for his daily um, Alex Alex Jones style shows <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my, my shit coin chills. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Well, thank you so much. Stick around while I um, uh, close out the show here for you. All right, sounds good. If you enjoy this show, would you please take a second to subscribe, rate, and review it for me? Also, if you'd like to know more information about Combo, personalized one-on-one coaching with me, or for upcoming retreat information, which I host with my wife, please visit my website in the show notes or DM me on Instagram. My handle over there is at Integrative Matt. Until next time, my friends.